I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. And three times the fun. Yeah, baby! Yes! We're back. Yes. We're back. And it's dramatic. Yes, honey. <laughs> yes, and we missed her dearly last week, but she's Aww. back once again. It's Kitty Kaboom. What Yay. up? What up? Thank you so much. I'm glad I was missed, but I'm even gladder to be back. Kaboom. Yeah. Kaboom. I love saying that. <laughs> That's awesome. That works for me. Yeah. We, we do have an amazing show for you all today. We have Zoe helping out Howie fix his relationship with his daughter, which is an amazing, amazing part of this episode. Oh my gosh, so Yes. Nice. Cannot wait to get into that. Max has offered a promotion on the sixth floor. What's going to happen Ooh. there? And are Simon and Jessica over? Are they over? It looks like they might be. We will definitely get into that. And this week for our special segment, we will not be doing our own internal musical monologues. It just doesn't feel right doing it with Emily Absent, the great creator mm -hmm. of that special segment. But we are going to talk about our extraordinary moments from this week's episode. And in celebrity news and gossip, choreographer Mandy Moore had an amazing interview with The Hollywood Reporter about this episode. There's so much amazing details to get in there. But before we do, I do want to hear everyone's overall thoughts on today's episode. Amir, let's start with you. What did you think? Oh, my God. So many good moments. And it was just such a good episode. And me and Kitty watched it together. It was emotional. It was funny. That last dance between uh, Jessica and Simon was everything. It was so well choreographed. And he, like, picked her up. I could feel all the emotions, and then obviously the the you know the ASL um, choreography and moment with the fight song was everything. It was a great episode. I loved it. Yes. What were you thinking, Kitty? Well, I mean, I have yet to be disappointed with this show. Quite honestly, we sing their praises every week, but because they are definitely deserved every week they managed to pull my heartstrings and just it's almost like oh okay I have to watch this for entertainment but also just like thought provoking it always leaves yeah. me wondering a little bit or scratching my head and that to me is good tv more than entertaining like sending a message or creating like a solvent to a problem and all that happens on the show so mm -hmm. needless to say I love that it is <laughs> yeah I, I have to agree with the both of you this episode was really an episode that reminded me of why I love this show. It had all the amazing moments that we're used to getting with the drama, but also the comedy. We even get uh, Tobin coming in at just the right moment to interject <laughs> a little bit of levity, like he's been doing a lot lately ever since his episode with Leaf. And I'm just loving his character so far. And yeah, everything with Howie's daughter and that mm -hmm. whole fight song choreography and everything. Let's just get into that immediately because that was really the, the heartbeat, the pulse on this episode. I felt um, getting able to learn more about Howie and everything. And I mean, do you just want to start off just talk about that, that dance number? Because that was incredible with the sign language and everything. I How, mean... I yeah. I thought Kitty, we were going to do that as like, I'm sorry. I just thought that that was going to be like the finale. So I was kind of gearing up to it. But if we're going to start mm -hmm. with that, then let the fireworks begin, baby. <laughs> it was amazeballs. But was. I mean, for so, you know, here's the thing. I, I almost, almost want to meet, well, I do. I want to meet the writers more than mm -hmm. I actually want to meet the cast. 
Is that mm. bad to say? No, no, it's not because the show is so well written that I'm so. I, I feel like well they're the real celebrities. They yeah. are. The fact that they clearly mesh so well. The fact that they hit the moments. Every, like they always hit the mark. I promise you. The fact that me and Amir watching this together. Well, Amir said it, but it was so funny because it was so perfunctory. He's like, "Oh my gosh, she's such a cute little white girl," and I was like, "Yes, she is. That's exactly. She's like the epitome of like a little white girl." And then. What happens? Homeboy, they're having their dance moment or workout mm -hmm. moment, mm -hmm. and she's like, "Ever heard of white privilege?" I'm like, "Oh my god, that's exactly what we just said." It, yeah. they're, they, they don't yeah. shy away from anything. They don't. They they, they don't. make it okay to talk about it. It doesn't become like Definitely. this taboo weird thing. No. It, 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 it's seamless in the writing. Everybody seems to be on the same page with how to interject. Right. I, I I'm I I love them, and this is no exception. They hit it right Absolutely. on the head. They Absolutely. dove right into it. They hit all the stereotypes that needed to be debunked. The dance itself was beautiful and just, it was tear worthy. It definitely mm -hmm. was. It was mm -hmm. so, so many layers that they constantly pull back in order to get like the essence of this thing. And it's such a, it could be so campy and it never is. Like mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. that's good work. That's hard to do. Finding that well line, said. you know? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I think, Kitty said out such a good point is these writers understand that line. They know how to talk about stereotypes and white privilege without offending anyone. I think it's exactly. like finding a way to do it in a non-offensive way it is what makes the show so good. And even what Capilla told us when we interviewed him that he was able to say, listen, this is the immigrant experience. Let's take it another layer. And they're willing to listen and they're open to that. And, you know, people in the chat are kind of loving everything. So let me just give some shout outs. So they're saying that Mandy killed it this week with the choreo, Rachel Silvestrini. And she's also saying something that I love. She's saying that they use violins in the fight song, yes! which is great. There was no singing to distract us. Yes. So that was really good. I thought that was really fabulous. Really, really well done. Um, because, yeah, so those are the chats. And then um, Ivan is saying having a musical drama is very hard to do. Indeed, musicals are usually just for funny stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. which is, again, that's such a great point. And the show, again, it works between levity and comedy and dramedy or whatever we've been calling it. So I think it really understands where it fits in in the world, which I think is great. Yeah, that's very well said by both of you. I also immediately, Amir, I go back to our interview with Kapil and what he said mm -hmm. about how this show handles diversity and how it handles real life problems and it doesn't shy away from certain topics and it handles everything so well and when you think it can't get better, it does. And it, it always finds a way to represent someone new in a really positive way. And I yep. just absolutely loved that dance number. And to have it be completely done in sign language with violins and no vocals, I, I didn't mm. know what to expect at first. But as I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, this is exactly how this should be handled. This yes! is absolutely beautiful. This yes! is probably the most emotional I've been watching this show in a while. Oh. Definitely. Yeah. So I, uh, good. I absolutely adored it. It's probably one of my favorite moments on the show so far. I would mm -hmm. pay money, real talk, money. Not like I got a lot, but whatever. <laughs> I, would pay a, I would pay a coin to be a fly on the wall in that writer's room. Like for just somebody to jump out there and be like, well, what about this? And then the other person to go, mm -hmm. oh, we can do it this way. And let's put this underneath. And then let's add this part. Like I can just, I, I have no idea how they make this work every week and make it okay. And not just PC, but okay. 
You, there's a difference, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. not above the fray. Let me just see what I can get away with. And I don't want to push the envelope, but I kind of do and blah, blah, blah. No, like for real, for real, black people are going to be all right with this. White folks going to be all right with this. Asian people, you know what I mean? Like across the board while still poking the bear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I, I really so see, what, see what you mean, uh, Kitty. Like it doesn't come across as like, quote unquote, PC. It comes across something that's very honest and very sincere and very yes. real and you believe it. And it's, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. And uh, TV, uh, where do you get authenticity <laughs> in, you know what I mean? It's yeah. scripted television. Exactly. Well, uh, especially network TV. Like we get these shows on Showtime, HBO, but to have a network TV show that, again, has diversity in such a seamless way. They're not saying, oh, this is the Asian girl. We're going to throw a black person. We're right. going to throw in a brown person. It's like, it's just, they're just part of the story. And they're not just side characters. Like even the wife, like obviously the brother is not a main character, but even the Asian wife, like they gave her a song, a storyline. Like it's not, yes. they're, they're fleshed out, you know, which I think is really important. As do I. And don't we all love, I'm sorry, I don't mean to move the thing along at all, but I just love when you mentioned that just now, her dance. Are you kidding me? Mama wanted some, baby. Yes, she she was putting that booty in the air. <laughs> I love that scene. Like uh, to the point where it actually had Zoe blushing and covering her eyes. How cute was that? So good. So good. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it was, it was it was really great. I love getting a little more of their relationship uh in the show, especially with the whole pregnancy going on. Mm -hmm. Uh and how mm -hmm. that again, that's another way of bringing another real life element into the show that people can relate to. Um so they do an amazing job with that. And I do I uh, want to get into something that maybe we could speculate a little more on with Max. But before we do that, I just want to thank everybody watching at home for making us the ESPN of TV talk. We would not be able to just gush about this amazing show without your help. So please like this video, leave a comment. If you're in the live chat right now, let Amir know what you're thinking. Subscribe to this channel and all the other amazing AfterBuzz TV channels on YouTube. And a big, big one, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate us, leave us a positive review there. That really, really helps us out a great deal. So just thank you so much for just chiming in with us and geeking out over shows that we love together yes. because it's great. And even in weird times where we have to be quarantined, uh, it still allows us to have a lot of fun together mm -hmm. and have an amazing community. So just thank you. It's almost better this way. Well, you know what I mean? In terms of the interaction, you know what I mean? Like, I, I right, love right, the right, fact right. that we have to kind of watch stuff. But the fact mm -hmm. that you guys make the extra effort to come on and have conversations with us about what we mm -hmm. all watched, it means the world to us. So thank it really you. Does. Thank you. We love yes. you guys. And actually, Winsome Hitchcock, before we move on, uh, is saying, was it just me or were there a ton of storylines this week? Almost too many to keep track of. You were right, Winsome. A lot of stuff happened, and we're going to break it down. Was a lot of stuff. Worry. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was definitely a lot of stuff going on. A big thing that happened that might have some uh, major implications coming up in the next episode is Max getting offered a promotion on the mysterious sixth floor that I am just now finding out exists. Right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what, what, do you, what do you guys think about that, Amir? Uh, what do you think about Max possibly taking this job, how it can affect his relationship with Zoe, his relationship with the company. Uh, there's so many I mean, possibilities. It kind of freaked me out. And um, poor Kitty, I was like screaming. I was like, she's creepy. She was like a robot woman. I don't know. She was very sexy and she was wearing those heels and that those like hoops. I don't know. She seemed like Separate she was going wife. to- Yeah, right? There was that vibe. Like I didn't know if she was going to sleep with Max or eat him. I was like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. So I, I was a little scared of her. So we'll have to wait and see in it. 
seems like based on the preview, we're going to get a nice little showdown and, um, you know, Joan's going to try to go get back her employees. So that'll be fun. But I think that like, what's going on on the sixth floor? Is it Illuminati? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I was definitely a little put off or perturbed. Like she's gorgeous, obviously, but she's very well put together in such a way Mm -hmm. that's almost like scary. Like how do you not have a hair out of place and you just come down here and like demand that I basically take this job because it would be to your benefit or my, I don't really know where you're coming from. Like there's a whole lot of questions there. Um, I love the the fact that Max is not shying away from that. He's just like, well, this is, you know, I mean, I've been offered a job. I didn't put anything in for it. I didn't request this, but they want me. I'm intrigued. Let me see where this goes. And then to even ask Zoe, I don't know. At this point, I'm feeling my heart kind of breaks for Max because he's getting to the point. He's like on the threshold of thirst. I'm going to need you to back up, Max. You've already <laughs> let him know how it out on our own yet. Because she's, just, <laughs> she's all over the place. She don't know what she wants. Right. Stop right. thirsting after that little girl and go pursue your dreams and see where it goes. So yes, the lady was weird, but the job sounds kind of dope. So I hope he takes mm, it. Okay, yeah. well, we know why Kitty's a voiceover actress. Hello, <laughs> I was just here saying, for that. Just saying, a little <laughs> bit, just a little bit. A little bit, bro. Yeah, I really yeah. like that. That was dope. Um, so the, the live chat is going insane about all this. So we, I just want to give a quick shout out. They're all saying that um, Ivan and Winsome and Rachel are saying they want Max to stay with Zoe on the fourth floor. Yeah, me. But Rachel Silvestrini is disagreeing. She's agreeing with you, uh, Kitty, about the threshold of thirst. She's saying Max wants Zoe to miss him and chase after him to show him she cares, which I think is very childish. So I that's do too. Kind of where I'm at. He's not yeah. being. A, I like. I like a man who's gonna throw me against Talk the wall. About Right? Like, I need a real man. And I just don't feel like a man that's like, I just don't really like Max's character. It's it's very, and again, it's no shade, no tea against Skylar Aston, but he plays that character well. Like, Mm -hmm. kind of this doofy, he's still very attractive. Like, right, but say he's still hunky. He's so cute. I want this life, and I whatever. Mm-hmm. Like enough with the willy nilly. You're back right. and forth. You don't know right. what you want. I don't. I don't like right. that. Just like you, Amir. I like a man's man. Okay. Yeah. So just yes. put do, t- t- ten toes down, as Nipsey Hussle said. Put your ten toes down. Feel yes. what you're gonna feel and assert it and believe it. And if you're gonna take the job, then take the job and enjoy it. But enough with this thirsty. Do you like me now? Should I take the job? Boy, fuck you. Get, get it together. Get it together. I need you to grow some balls. Yeah, yes. I mean, I, 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 right. hear, I hear what you both are saying, and I agree to a certain extent. He does need to tone it back a bit. Mm-hmm. He's already, mm-hmm. he's put himself out there. Mm-hmm. I know Kitty's just kind of looking at no, me like I'm wrong. No, because I love you so much, Brad. You know how I feel about you, Booski. I just love that that's where, you know, that you kind of lean towards that because I can see that being you, my love. And that's not a bad thing. I can see you falling in love with this young lady and mm-hmm. he is not a good thing for men. It's just not like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. chase me and come up to the sixth floor and find me out and what do you think I, I just I love Max I think he's dope the character really comes through and the relationship that they've had all these years is pretty impeccable but that you know life goes on like changes are made so you need yeah. to be adaptable to those changes and not Absolutely. worry about what Zoe's doing if it's meant to be it shall be you only two floors up it ain't like you know what I'm saying you leaving the nest you still in cahoots with her family and all that like just live your mm. life, bro. If it's meant to be, she'll come find you and it'll happen. 
you know? Yeah, well, well, hopefully Max moving to the sixth floor will mean that he is taking that step and finally separating himself from Zoe and giving them the space that they need. I'm really curious about this sixth floor. It's very mysterious and ominous to me. This whole mm-hmm. time, I, I know that Joan's not the CEO. Obviously, we've had the real CEO come onto the show. But I always thought she was kind of the main boss, like the lead engineer mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. SmartPoint. And I guess that's not the case. We have different floors that might be competing with one another. I think that's a really interesting dynamic that we're going to see introduced into the show. And it wasn't one that I was expecting, but... I mean, I'm here for it, especially just, I don't necessarily want to get into the, the preview so much that, that we got a little glimpse of at the end of the episode, but things are going to look interesting for sure. Can I just say real quick, shout out to all the ladies that are holding it down in this show too. Once again, the writers and the casting making that happen, not just on the fourth floor, but on the sixth floor too. Wait a minute. <laughs> We coming through, <laughs> baby. I'm just saying it's a beautiful thing not to just see men at the helm of right. everything, you know? Well, and especially a tech company, to have two female yes! CEOs in a tech company and Zoe's in charge, like, I think, and then showing the girls code, that whole, you know, about Adelaide Lovelace. Like, they, 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 they do their research, which I really appreciate. As someone that has a lot of random facts, I actually knew about Adelaide Lovelace, <laughs> but it's great that like they're able to discuss this stuff and talk about it. I think it's fabulous. As do I. I darling. really do. And people are going off in the chat. We have even have our very own Ryan Nielsen joining oh. the chat, our what? very own producer. He is, um, he has his own little takes and he is saying they, you know, it's a lot. It's great. So he's engaging with people and doing my job for me. So it's great. We love you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Well, while Ryan's keeping everyone else busy, let's move on to the the third topic for today. And it's all about Simon and Jessica and Zoe and this whole love triangle that finally appears to be over. Uh, Are Simon and Jessica over? I'm not really too clear on that. Maybe uh, you guys have some sort of uh, more definite opinion on what's going on there. But uh, Zoe, after well first of all we have simon and mo getting together and mo confronting simon about the way he's been treating zoe and then we get zoe finally telling simon no this is over this is not going to happen between us i can't be a home wrecker i can't be these things i can't do this dance with you so amir uh what are your thoughts on this whole end of this love triangle and what this maybe means for the character of simon and possibly jessica going forward Oh, honey, I have a lot of opinions about uh, this relationship. (laughs) I'm dying to hear Um, that. (laughs) I just think that, like, Jessica is based on the brunch and the way she was kind of, it seems like she's stuck in the past, like, even with her best friend. Like, you could kind of overhear their conversation in the kitchen, and it was very much like, um, I'm sorry, I have low battery for some reason, even though it's charging. That's odd. I hate technology. (laughs) Okay, great. I hate technology. Um, so it, what is really important is that she seems stuck in the past. Like she was talking to her best friend. It seemed like she was stuck in the past in the kitchen and it continues with Simon. It's like, she wants him to be a man. He is not ready to be. And I think a lot of times when women get like women and men, when they're wedding planning, they get kind of lost in it. And she seems a little lost. She's like, where's the venue? What day is it? And it's like, if a guy or a girl is not committing to a date or venue, their heart isn't in it yet. And I'm worried that like, she's already planned their 2.5 children and picket fence. And he's just confused. He's conflicted. And he's not being a douche. He's being a good guy. Like I know people in the chat are like, he's a cheater. He's not really a cheater. He's very conflicted. Like 
people that are truly players and cheaters, they sleep eight hours a day and they will cheat on you. So I don't think he's that. I think he is, he is just really confused and trying to figure out. And it's more grief stricken than anything else. So I think that like, when it comes to him and Jessica, he needs a break from everyone. Like yeah. he is still not mourning the loss of his dad in such a tragic way. And he's stringing along Jessica because she's like a safety blanket. And even the way they were dancing, like he was kind of pushing her away and then he was grabbing her. Then they were behind, there was a wall between them. Like that's all very strategic choreography by Mandy Moore. And it's very smart and it, it really shows their relationship. So I think the dance was beautiful. I don't think they're going to stay together because I was waiting for the elevator to close. And there was a moment, Brandon, when I was like, if they hold hands, like, we're I good. thought that too. I thought that yeah. too. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Like, that's my, that's my whole spiel. So let's hear what <laughs> Kitty has to say. <laughs> no, I, um, I don't think he's a bad guy. Okay. Um, I, he is technically a cheater regardless, cause okay. he still kissed that girl in her mouth. Um, true, true, true. and he's true, true, true. engaged right. to someone else. So swapping spit is considered cheating as far as I know. Um, true, so I true, do, true, true, true. but, but I get it. I mean, I totally understand he is grief stricken. He's very mm-hmm. conflicted. He's not sure what to do. Here's the thing that bothers me. And he, well, we don't know this, but my assumption would be that he proposed to her. No. So with that sure? being said, I'm not sure, but my okay. assumption would be just based okay. on what societal, mm-hmm mores so i say that to say if you pop the question and ask to be my forever and then you meet someone and become conflicted how is that my fault that i'm asking you to please commit to things that you prompted like i'm not Mm. mad at jessica for saying still no date still no venue i'm not so caught up in my wedding that i don't see what's going on i've already confronted the woman that it appears you have some type of feelings about you you asked of me a lifelong commitment so when is this happening and where are we going to make it happen because this thing with homegirl is done right like Mm. is that actually a thing no you're sure Okay, well then, what's the problem? You know what I mean? It's up to him. Granted, he's not like a horrible cheater, but it would behoove him to sit down with the woman that he plans to spend the rest of his life with, or at least the woman he says he wants to spend the rest of his life, and have a conversation, a grown-up conversation that includes some hard truths that they just might not want to talk about, but have to in order to move forward. I still care about this woman. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I feel this way. I, uh, maybe we should go to a therapist. Maybe we should hold off on the wedding. But say something, brother. Say something. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, to me, it definitely looks like the two of them are done. I think you said it uh, right, Kitty, that Simon, he's got his own grief to deal with. He's got his own issues to deal with. He needs time away from both Zoe and Jessica. And that was a great point, Amir, about the elevator. I was paying attention to that, too. And it looked like Simon was going in to hold her hand, and then she, and she pulled, pulled away. away. Yeah. yeah. So to me, that was and, and the song. The song that they sang too seemed to me very definitive that they were done. They were they love each other. They respect each mm-hmm. other, but their time together is probably over. Yeah. It seemed a little rough. That elevator seemed very cold, honey. So we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> is Does anybody in the chat have any different opinions, Amir? No, they they quite agree with us. So Ivan Soto is saying cheating is cheating. Amir coming for me. Okay, Ivan, I agree. I never <laughs> said that it wasn't cheating. I just I think sometimes consult with Jessica as to mm. what her definition of cheating is, and mm. based on her reaction to everything, it is cheating. Do you know what I mean? Mm, like yeah. there could be someone else that's like, 
I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be cool with their their boyfriend emotionally cheating, but someone could be like, well, it's just a kiss. You didn't sleep with her or something. Right. People have different definitions of cheating. It's important to make that clear. And again, so it has to be, you can't have so many parameters of what's going to exactly. happen. Um, and then Rachel Sylvester is saying uh, the subtitles under Mandy, Mandy's choreo, choreo are so gorgeous and layered. You really have to watch the numbers closely. Yes. Um, Rachel is very much right. And I love when people agree with me, Rachel, so I love her <laughs> Um, <laughs> but that's who we've got so far. And then someone's asked some, uh, Rachel also asked a great question. I don't know the answer to, but maybe you guys do. Um, how long were Simon and Jessica engaged when we met them? Was it a, mm. a year? Something like that? I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I can't seem to remember if they've mentioned it or not exactly. Right. Well, his yeah. dad passed away, unfortunately, like six months ago mm-hmm. and she was there for it. So they've definitely been engaged at least six months. If yeah. not more. Okay. Yeah, That's definitely. Answer, uh, <laughs> yeah, the choreography was absolutely Stunning. incredible, Stunning. Uh, especially especially that number between Simon and Jessica. I love mm-hmm. just that type of just um, I don't even know how to describe it. The like interpretive, very modern type of like expressive dance number. And there I think you go, it, Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what you the did it. You did it. You nailed it. Is, you nailed it, boo. You nailed it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But I just I love that because not only do you hear what they're feeling, you also very much see it. Mm-hmm. And that was probably my favorite dance number from the episode, and maybe one of my favorites from the season as well. This episode is full of a lot of my favorites of the season. <laughs> and, 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 and speaking of which, I think it's time we get into our special segment, which is extraordinary moment basically what our favorite extraordinary moments of today's episodes today's episode it are there we go see my grammar's all messed up (laughs) you did it it. (laughs) but kitty kaboom let's start with you okay what's your extraordinary moment full disclosure i misunderstood i definitely have a a favorite moment so that's good but i thought we were picking like the favorite extraordinary moments of our lives so i got we could do that too are you sure mine is kind of camp it's not camp, it's it. just super, okay, cool. So mine is not a cliche. I mean, mine is a cliche. I'm sorry, not campy, but very cliche-ish because most people, women say this that are moms, but I don't really care because it's the truth. Um, God Bless the Child by Billie Holiday is most definitely um, one of my favorite songs um, because one of my, the most extraordinary time of my life was giving birth to my son. And real, real quick, so... I asked my mom to go leave the hospital, go get Billie Holiday, bring me back like a boom box. And so we could play the, you know, while I'm giving birth, she comes back and brings me chanting of monks. You guys, <laughs> I was livid. Like I'm trying to be calm and push. And I asked for Billie Holiday and you bring me Tibetan monks. What are you thinking? So anyway, I thought that was hilarious. So that's always like my favorite story that I share with my son because I love Billie Holiday. She's always been so soothing. She's always been my go-to. And to have a song like that, God Bless the Child, was just so perfect for me. But real quick, my my moment in the show, come on now. I know I'm going to sound redundant here, but I know everybody's going to say the same thing. When she was dancing and signing at the same time, oh, I couldn't help. The tears were coming and it was so multi-layered and it was so well done. And I just enjoyed every moment of that. So that was the most extraordinary moment of that show for me. Ta-da! Right. Done. <laughs> awesome. I've actually thought of something, Amir. I don't know if, if you have if you want more time or if you have an extraordinary moment from your own life that you'd like to share. Um, no, no, go ahead. No, it's fine. I I let me think of something. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. This is this fine. is good. This is good. Okay, okay, good. This this is good improv right here. But okay. uh, for me, uh, if I had to think of something right off the top of my head, is um, one of the things I bond over with my father very much is baseball. I'm a huge New York Mets fan because he's a huge New York Mets fan. And one of the greatest moments of my life was actually I got the opportunity to take him to game four of the 2015 World Series that the Mets played in. Uh, So that was a really special moment for me. I wish I could think of a song that correlates with that moment. Maybe I could stew on it when Amir is uh, giving his answer. But that's definitely an extraordinary moment for my life. And of course, this show has amazing themes with you know father daughter and obviously a father son thing so for me that's my that's one of my extraordinary moments and of course my extraordinary moment from the episode is the same as kitty's and probably the same as amir's we'll see if he throws a curveball at us but yeah that moment was absolutely incredible um that, that whole <laughs> numbers uh dancing and signing and the music and the violins all of it just beautiful it was so good so i love this segment became um a dual segment So I will do first the extraordinary moment of the episode. For me, it's going to be Jessica and Simon, the wall, the dancing. It gave me chills. It made me cry. I don't know if it's quarantine, but I feel like I'm literally going through menopause. So it's fine. (laughs) Um, I'm crying. I'm sweating. It's a lot happening. So the episode, there was a lot going on. Um, I love you. Thank you. Thanks. (laughs) And then my extraordinary moment in my own life, it's kind of like Kitty's. It's a little cliche, but it it is something that's really important to me. When I came out, so I think me coming out was a big moment in my life and being more authentic. And this song, actually, fight song that they played in the episode, that is actually, she wrote that for her friend who was coming out of the closet. So that song's always had a lot, like a special place in my heart. And there's actually one of the lines says, this is my fight song, take back my life song. So yes! it's about right? so yeah so it's it's really powerful and um she wrote the song and then it inspired her friend to come out so i think that like there's a lot of tie-ins there and if you didn't know i was i'm gay <laughs> if it wasn't clear <laughs> up and down left and right <laughs> well that was no that was great <laughs> that was that was great amira thank you so much kitty for just making this extraordinary segment even more Yay! extraordinary because that was really great uh, being able to share with you both and having you both share with me and everyone watching so uh for everyone uh watching live right now if you want to leave a comment or share in the live chat what your extraordinary moment from today's episode is if you want to mention what an extraordinary life moment is for you that would be amazing uh, but very quickly okay. we only have about five minutes left so okay. Amir, um, uh, would you like to just basically give us a quick rundown on our celebrity news and gossip? I will give you for this week. I will give you a quick moment of the news. Um, just real quick, some people are saying some funny ones. Take me out to the ball game when Howie and Mitch sang together as fathers, tears, and then the actress who plays Jessica acted her butt off during the dance sequence. The emotion. Okay, great. So done. Um, I did that very quickly, and then we're going to jump into news. So the news is it, it blends together. So uh, Mandy Moore did an interview with Entertainment Weekly and The Hollywood Reporter, and she talked about this ASL number, and they did it with um, LA's uh, Deaf West Theater. Um, so the, it's called Deaf West End Theater in LA, and they um, work with ASL actors. And so that actress is clearly, she's not playing a deaf person. She is um, ASL, which I think is fabulous. Again, yes. representation, inclusivity, fabulous. Yes. And Mandy Moore said that it only took, they only had three days to do that number, um, which was the whole emotion and heart of the whole episode. So it's really important. And then she also discussed something that I thought was really fabulous that I wrote down, and I need to read my notes real quick. 
um bear with me okay so she said that um this is a quote she said that uh, she sat down with Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist creator, Austin Weinsberg. He created a story that allows so much dance and song and heart to live in this language that is unique. In the pilot, director and Austin and I started wanting to make the language of dance and how dance lives in the show very unique. We wanted it to be a very conscious thing. And you can tell every dance number is conscious. Um, like I know from Kapil, he wasn't a dancer. She truly brought the dancer out of everyone on the show. And I think it's super, super powerful. Um, but that's it. We don't have a lot of time. So I'm going to wrap it up there. But go follow Mandy Moore. Her her Instagram and Twitter is lit. So go follow her. Yes, definitely. Definitely go follow Mandy Moore on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Read up on this article. It really is a fantastic interview. Everything Amir yeah. was saying is really interesting and fascinating. And, and having just a real deaf actress on the show portraying that character is is really awesome and and it comes across as authentic as possible and this is a really authentic and genuine show as i've said earlier so definitely uh check that out um very quickly let's do our predictions for uh the next episode i don't think that there's an episode next week is that right amir it's off week we'll go to april 19th so we'll be back on april 19th okay awesome i mean it's gonna suck uh having a week off but we got to do what we got to do yeah i was thinking maybe we do something different maybe like a one word or a one sentence prediction for the next episode and for me with uh max going on to the sixth floor i'm just gonna say if there's gonna be some confrontation okay (laughs) i'm gonna say for jessica and what is her fiance's name simon simon uh, it's a wrap, baby. <laughs> oh wow! Mine, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it to one word, Jessica, all caps. So we'll we'll hear a lot more oh. from her. Oh. Even more yes, intriguing. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's a bold prediction because I I don't know if we're gonna see her again. Uh, at least okay. not as much. But okay, we'll see. I trust you. You never scared me wrong see. before. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. But yeah, maybe we actually we actually probably have next Sunday off for Easter. So that's probably yes. maybe why they're taking yes. skipping the week. All right. Well, sense. yes, this has been another amazing episode. Thank you so much to the both of you for joining me once again to cover this awesome show. This was a really great episode, a really fun show. I had mm-hmm. a great time, uh, everyone watching. I hope you had a great time. The live chat was awesome. And the, everyone watching right now, uh, if you want to follow us after the show, Kitty Kaboom, where can people find you online? Please follow me, or at least come have a conversation. Uh, on Twitter, I am Kitty Meow, and on IG, <laughs> I am Kitty Kaboom, K-I-T-T-I-E-K-A-B-O-O-M. Yeah. All right, and Amiria Sai, where can people find you? Yes, sir. So they can find me on Instagram and Twitter. It's Amiryas, A-M-I-R-Y-A-S-S underscore. And I just have one hot take from Rachel Silvestrini. She's really giving me life. She said ASL is half a step down from dance anyway, so the fact that the number was as amazing as it was isn't a shock to me. Well said. I never thought about it. Well like great. said. Yes. Great, great, great. Thank you, honey bunny. Very well said. Thank you. And I am Brandon Hanna, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BrandonHanna07. And until two weeks from now, well, we're just going to have to wait, but we will see you again. And I cannot wait to join you back, hopefully with a full panel. We'll have Emily back with us. We'll have yeah. Simone internal musical monologues again. And it'll be great. All it'll right, be guys. awesome. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> have a great evening. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. 
Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.